Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. I'm Brad Constantine, and this discussion will be on 2 Nephi chapter 32. We're just about to the end of Nephi's record here. This is uh, going by pretty fast. All right, let's, uh, one thing to think about is what is the, why is prayer so important? Be thinking about that during this lesson. All right, verse 1. And now behold, my beloved brethren, I suppose that ye ponder somewhat in your hearts concerning that which ye should do after ye have entered in by the way. In other words, now, what, now that you're on the path, what are you going to do? Ask the Lord for guidance, and the Holy Ghost will guide you. But behold, why do ye ponder these things in your hearts? Do ye not remember that I said unto you that after ye had received the Holy Ghost, ye could speak with the tongue of angels? And now, how could ye speak with the tongue of angels, save it were by the Holy Ghost? We are not being told simply that those who are, who are properly baptized and have received the Holy Ghost can receive revelation. What we are being told is that it cannot be denied them. As the day follows the night, so the light of heaven will shine upon them. By it, Nephi were here taught that such will be shown all things that they should do. <clears throat> and Joseph Smith was told that by it we might know all things that are expedient for us, such is the doctrine of Christ. By the light of the Spirit, that path leading to the presence of God is clearly marked, and all that we must do to traverse the path is plainly manifest. And that was from Doctrinal Commentary of the Book of Mormon. <clears throat> Verse 3, angels speak, this is a scripture mastery verse, by the way, Angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost, wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore, I said unto you, feast upon the words of Christ, for behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you should do. As you read the scriptures, the Spirit will tell you what to do with your life, enduring to the end, <coughs> including, doing, <coughs> including doing all the things we're supposed to do in this life. Elder McConkie said, loaves and fishes perish, but there is a food that is eternal, which endureth unto everlasting life. This is the food he has prepared to give them. It is the everlasting word, the word of truth, the gospel of salvation. As the woman of Samaria was invited to drink living water and never thirst more, so they were invited to eat living bread and never hunger more. This bread was available without money and without price from the Son of Man. President Benson said, more than, more than at any time in our history, we have need for greater spirituality. The way to develop greater spirituality is to feast on the words of Christ as revealed in the scriptures. One of the most significant happenings in recent church history is the publication of the new editions of the Standard Works with the new footnotes and other helps. I think we can say without exaggeration that never before in any dispensation have the saints been so abundantly blessed with the words of the Lord and his prophets. Now our challenge is to do, the Lord, to do as the Lord commanded. Study my word which hath gone forth among the children of men. Elder Ruland Burton said, I add my voice to, the, to these wise and inspired brethren, referring to President Kimball, Elder Packer, and Elder McConkie, <clears throat> and say to you that one of the most important things you can do as priesthood leaders is to immerse yourself in the scriptures, search them diligently, feast upon the words of Christ, learn the doctrine, master the principles that are found therein. There are few other efforts that will bring greater dividends to your calling. 
there are a few other ways to gain greater inspiration as you serve. For behold, again I say unto you that if you will enter in by the way and receive the Holy Ghost, it will show, in other words, revelations of God to you personally, <clears throat> unto you all things what you should do. There is no doubt if a person lives according to the revelations given to God's people, he may have the Spirit of the Lord to signify to him his will and to guide and direct him in, his, in the discharge of his duties in his temporal as well as his spiritual exercises. I am satisfied, however, that in, the, in this respect we live far beneath our privileges. That was Brigham Young. If a man is baptized and ordained to the holy priesthood and is called upon to perform duties which pertain to that priesthood, it does not follow that he must always have the Holy Ghost in person present with him when he performs his duty, but every righteous act which he may perform legally will be in force and effect, and will be acknowledged of God, and the more of the Spirit of God he possesses in his ministrations, the better for himself, and those will not suffer any loss whom he administers, unto whom he administers. Therefore, the presentation or gift of the Holy Ghost simply confers upon a man the right to receive at any time, when he is worthy of it, the desire and desires it, the power and light of truth of the Holy Ghost, although he may often be left to his own spirit and judgment. And that was from Joseph F. Smith. <clears throat> Verse 6, Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ, and there will be no more doctrine given. Nephi tells his people that there will be that there shall be no more doctrine given them until Christ personally ministers among them. The full significance of this prophecy comes only in the reading of, of his visit in 3 Nephi. Let it suffice at this point to say that at that time the law of Moses was done away with among the Nephite people, the covenant of sacrament given them, and government of the church recognized or reorganized with the calling of the twelve, and undoubtedly Christ instructed them in the performance of vicarious ordinances, as he did among the people of the old world during his 40-day ministry. Continuing verse 6, Until after he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, and when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, the things which he shall say unto you shall ye observe to do. And now I, Nephi, cannot say more, the Spirit stoppeth mine utterance. Joseph Fielding Smith said, Now what were the consequences of not praying, as they are recorded in this book? Regarding the Nephite people, let me tell you, in the very same chapter and in the verse preceding, Nephi says this, Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ, and, where there, and there will be no more doctrine given until after he shall manifest himself unto the flesh. Where, uh, when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, the things which he shall say unto you shall ye observe to do. <clears throat> and now I, Nephi, cannot say more. Why not? Because the people had refused to pray because they had hardened their hearts, even in his day. Therefore the Lord closed his mouth and said, There shall be no more doctrine till Christ comes, so far as you are concerned. And I cannot say more, because the Lord won't permit it. The Spirit stoppeth mine utterance, and I am left to mourn because of the unbelief and the ignorance and the stiff-neckedness of, of men. For they will not search knowledge, nor understand great knowledge when it is given unto them in plainness, even as plain as word can be. Now that applies in our day. We have members of the church to whom this ought to be read. They are not here, they do not come to conference, but men <clears throat> who have hardened their hearts, <clears throat> men who will not pray, men who will not search knowledge, who are not acquainted with the revelations of God, as they have been made known unto us in these books and given unto us in this dispensation, notwithstanding the fact that the knowledge which has been given unto us is plain and easily to be understood. They shut their hearts against it and refuse to search 
and to find out what which the Lord has declared, which is for their eternal salvation and the salvation of all the world. Naturally, such people are in darkness. We cannot afford to do that. <clears throat> Revelation has promised us through our faithfulness, so also is knowledge pertaining to the mysteries and government of the church. The Lord withholds much that he would otherwise reveal if the members of the church were prepared to receive it. When they will not live in accordance with the revelations he has given, how are they entitled to receive more? The people in the church are not living in full accord with the commandments the Lord has already required of them. We have little occasion to clamor for more revelation when we refuse to heed when, what the Lord has revealed for our salvation. However, the authorization, or I'm sorry, the authorities are directed by revelation, and this is apparent to all who have the spirit of discernment. The Lord has not forsaken his people, although they have not always put their trust in him. And that was still from Joseph F. or from, uh, uh, let's see, who was that? Joseph Fielding Smith. I am, uh, continuing verse 7, I am left to mourn because of the unbelief and wickedness and the ignorance and the stiff-neckedness of men, for they will not search knowledge, nor understand great knowledge when it is given unto them in plainness, even as plain as word can be. Nephi was about to explain more than the doctrine of Christ, but was not allowed because of our unbelief. But if we have faith and ponder and seek, we can know what Nephi was not permitted to write. Verse 8, another scripture mastery verse, And now, behold, and now, my beloved brethren, I perceive that ye ponder still in your hearts, and it grieveth me that I must speak concerning this thing. For if ye would hearken unto the Spirit which teacheth a man to pray, ye would know that ye must pray. For the evil spirit teacheth not a man to pray, but teacheth him that he must not pray. But behold, I say unto you that ye must pray always, and not faint, that ye must not perform anything <coughs> unto the Lord, save it in the first place ye shall pray unto the Lord, unto the Father in the name of Jesus, unto the in the name of Christ, that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, that thy performance may be for the welfare of thy soul. So everything that we should do should be done in accordance, or in, in the name of Christ, so that it will be to our betterment. Elder McConkie said, There is nothing in the gospel that is better designed to keep the attention of men centered on God, on righteousness, and on their duties than is prayer. Every thought, word, and act is influenced or governed by the nature and extent of one's communion through prayer with deity. Over and over again, the revelations command, watch and pray always, lest ye enter into temptation. Joseph Smith said, we would say to the brethren, seek to know God in your closets, call upon him in the fields, follow the directions of the Book of Mormon, and pray over and for your families, your cattle, your flocks, your herds, your corn, and all things that you possess. Ask the blessing of God upon you, upon all your labors and everything that you engage in. Be virtuous and pure. Be men of integrity and truth. Keep the commandments of God, and then you will be able more perfectly to understand the difference between right and wrong, between the things of God and the things of men. And your path will be like that of the just, which shineth brighter and brighter until the perfect day. And so uh, the importance of prayer in our day, uh, we need to be making sure that we're praying every day, at least a couple times a day. Uh, the scriptures also say that we should be praying constantly, which means we should have a prayer in our heart uh, all the time. So be thinking about that. I bear testimony to the truth and the importance of prayer. I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like this podcast, share it and let other people know about it. Thanks. Bye. See you next time.